Well, Jared, in uh, 1982, Matchroom uh, Sport was uh, created uh, pretty much as a result of Barry Hearn's uh, involvement with snooker, which was exploding in popularity across the UK. In the subsequent 40 years, uh, Matchroom Sport has been, uh, well, spread out to any number of sports, which we might speak to Eddie Hearn a little bit about uh, later, but it's Matchroom Boxing, the biggest promotion company in boxing in the world, which is centre stage in Brisbane this Saturday night at the Suncorp Piazza, and I'm delighted to say we have Matchroom Boxing Chairman Eddie Hearn on the line. Morning, Eddie. How are you? Yeah, morning, guys. I'm, I'm feeling great here in Brisbane. The sun is shining this morning and uh, can't wait for the show on Saturday night. Yeah, the sun is shining. And, uh, I mean, as I say, uh, Eddie, it's a very experienced and well-oiled machine, uh, Matchroom Sport and Matchroom Boxing. But do you still get a little bit nervous starting in a new country as you are in uh, this particular case on Saturday night? And have things gone smoothly to date? Yeah, excited, really. I mean, you know, we, we took the, the move when I got into boxing a few years back that we really wanted to be the only global promotional company. And we've, we've had a lot of success in the UK and US and we're reaching out into key markets. And I think Australia is a key market now for boxing. There's some great promoters here. There's a lot of interest from broadcasters. And now you've got some great talent as well. So I'm excited for this first show. It's a great fight, great main event, great card. And looking to show the, the fight fans and sports fans here what we're all about on Saturday night. Well, it certainly grabbed the attention of the media, Eddie. It's, uh, it's been everywhere this week, Matchroom Boxing. When it was first mooted a couple of months ago, we had you on on the show. We spoke about it at length then, but as it's uh, fast approaching, it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the, the PR teams globally have done a great job. And you know, it's nice that we've built a brand that people are excited to see us in town. We've got the the open workout today from 3 o'clock down by the Piazza on South Bank. Everyone's welcome down there. The press conference tomorrow, the weigh-in, trying to build a nice bit of hype. And like I said, a really good show from start to finish. And we want everyone to come on Saturday night, have a great night of boxing, great night of sport, and leave you know, with a smile on their face. And that's what it's all about, being a, an event promoter, You know, giving fighters the opportunity and, and leaving fans with a great taste in their mouth and, and a great night of entertainment. Eddie, I mentioned the introduction. Uh, Matchroom started with your dad and his uh, involvement with Snooker. I think uh, I read he was Steve Davis's uh, manager and then got to manage all of the really big uh, Snooker players of the time. I mean, uh, in Australia here, the first overseas sport we generally saw was Pot Black. So uh, Snooker was <laughs> something uh, that's uh, dear to our heart. I mean, since then, you moved into all sorts of sports. Um, boxing now, would boxing be your favourite sport or uh, is there something else that takes your fancy? Yeah, I mean, as a as a kid, you know, I played a lot of cricket up to a decent sort of county level, and and as a business, boxing something that I've been around since I was eight years old. You know, my dad's a Hall of Fame boxing promoter, and I spent a lot of my youth just at the shows around the world with him. You know, mm. funnily enough, his first ever show in boxing was Frank Bruno against Joe Bugner okay. uh, at Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie Joe. Joe. Aussie Joe, not so Aussie Joe, but whatever, you know, I think, <laughs> I think we know him as Aussie Joe, but when you come over here, apparently he's not so Aussie Joe, but, you know, what, why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Um, but for me, you know, my passion is boxing. You know, I, I've grown up around the sport. I love the sport. I love the, you know, the thrill of the sport. And I love providing fighters with opportunities to succeed. And, you know, we've been very lucky to build a fantastic brand across boxing. You know, I look at brands like UFC, um, WWE, and that's where we want to be for boxing. As a business, it's right up there as, as a, a key um, sport for us. As is darts. I mean, darts has become huge in the UK. We were just here in Australia, you know, only a few weeks yeah. ago. 
uh, in Coolangatta and up in Townsville with a couple of, of big darts events really growing here. You know, obviously snooker as well with, with Neil Robertson over here, fantastic player. And we all just love sport. You know, me and my dad, we kind of like, we're failed athletes. Mm. You know, we weren't good enough to play professionally. So this is the next best thing, really, just to be involved in sport. And Eddie, you mentioned some of the, the lead-ins uh, you've got uh, in particular this afternoon. Will you be front and centre at, at these uh, these shows leading into Saturday night, or, or do you occupy a back seat and just leave it to the rest of the team? No, no way. I'm, you know, I want to come out. I want to meet everybody. I'm, we're learning. You know, I come over here. I, I need to know more about the Australian people, what they what they like. You know, and, and that involves meeting them face to face. So I'll be down at the workout today. I urge sports fans and, and fight fans to come down. The press conference, the weigh-in, everyone's welcome, and, and make sure you attend on Saturday. You know, we want to be, like I said, I love the sport. I love talking about it. I love seeing it. I love being there. I love being around the fans and fighters. So very much, yeah, front and centre this week here in Brisbane. You mentioned, Eddie, there that uh, boxing was your favourite and you, and you really love it. I suppose uh, people of uh, Jared and my vintage, uh, you talk about boxing promoters, Don King comes to mind. Now, he was obviously a fairly colourful character, let's put it uh, that way. Still those sort of people involved in boxing or has it sort of moved on from the Don King era? Is it sort of as ruthless and as brutal as it once was or more well, business-like? King, yeah, Don King's still going remarkably. I mean, he's yeah. 91, he's still promoting shows. Bob Arum, same yeah. age, 91, still going. The thing is with boxing, there's no barriers to entry. Uh, and that, that applies from the participation to the business side. So literally you boys could, could pack up this afternoon at the at, at tab and go, you know what, I think we're going to go and become boxing managers. The next thing, me and you are negotiating a fight. You know, so it, it's just uh, it's an interesting world, but it's, it's full of glamour and drama in and yeah. out of the ring. You're right about that. Um, we have so many boxers on and we have over the years where – you know, dad might be the promoter or the coach and then they, yeah. they get better and they move on. But it's, it's an interesting field that you're in. That's for sure and certain. And, and you're quite right, Eddie. You, you really couldn't rule anybody out from being in some sort of position in boxing. Obviously, the boxing itself is a little bit difficult for a lot of us, but you know, you could occupy a position there somewhere. Yeah. Like you say, you know, in all sports, really, a lot of fighters and athletes are represented and represented by a number of different people family in sport and you know dealing with the fathers and the brothers and it's always difficult because you know they've always got a skewed opinion mm-hmm. really of of, of their, their family member but you know that's part of being good at what you do in that field is being able to have personal relationships with these athletes to make sure that you move them in the right way you're fair to them and you know you can you can move forward and help them achieve their dreams in in their chosen sport well just on that what do you do when one gets too hard it's too hard negotiating with somebody. Do you hand pass it to somebody else, or do you? No, you got to, you got go to roll it out. You know, I mean, you got to have patience. You know, I mean, my dad says to me a lot. I don't know how you put up with them and them, and how do you do it? And <laughs> you know, it's just it's part of the game, part of the game. And you know, again, trust is important. You know, you do a good job for someone, you gain someone's trust, and there's nothing better in a relationship with an athlete than them believing in you and believing in you to guide their career. So that, but that comes with, you know, experience, that comes with uh, reputation and that comes with, you know, proving yourself to them. So it's very frustrating at times. You know, you see big fights fall away all the time because of who wants to go first on the poster and who wants to walk to the ring first and who wants what changing room. You know, these these are some things that fans don't see and, Mm. you know, it's difficult sometimes to deal with fighters and egos and, and ultimately a fight. You know, a, a sport that is that is a fight, and and there's a lot of uh, 
you know, a lot, a lot at stake. Eddie, we've got, uh, speaking of, you know, guiding careers, we've had a couple of times on the show and we had her on yesterday, Sky Nicholson, an impressive young lady, uh, absolutely in every way. Um, she's uh, now with Maturin Boxing. You have some sort of high hopes for her? Yeah, Sky's a, a phenomenal talent. I mean, look, as a, a promoter, you look at the all-round package, you know, mm. obviously as a, a fighter, but also, you know, the way that she talks, the way that she conducts herself, the way that she looks, you know, and it's really, she's got the potential to go on and be a global star in the sport. I mean, she was an outstanding amateur. She won the Commonwealth Games um, gold in Queensland. And on Saturday night in Brisbane, she gets a chance to win the Commonwealth title as a professional already, just in her fifth fight. So we've boxed Sky twice in the US, twice in the UK, and now she comes home to her home crowd on Saturday night. But a tremendous fighter and really adapting her style now to the pro game as well she's already talking about you know fighting for world championships in the next sort of two to three fights and I, I really feel that you've got someone there that could be a real flag bearer for the sport you need ambassadors you need role models that can inspire that next generation I really feel like Sky Nicholson is one of them she was so impressive Eddie uh and she said that she'd done a little bit of uh commentary work or behind the scenes work in the UK but uh, I think it's all ahead of it, it was quite interesting uh, going back over her career and she said that uh, she's had 120 um, spars because we were talking about what it's like for a female to be hit you know uh, how do you handle that and she said well I've just had 120 spars and I've been hit once (laughs) (laughs) yeah she doesn't get hit yeah she doesn't get hit much she's she's got a a great elusive style and that's the name of the game you know boxing's about hit not get hit and you know she's she's always been very good at that but now she's really gaining her strength and adapting to the professional game and i think you're going to see her start knocking people out she's got a tough fight against christina jacobs another australian uh, yeah. at the weekend and you know commonwealth title on the line but you know done a bit of commentary she's she's the all-round package but you know don't say it too loudly because she'll start wanting more money so let, let's keep her grounded <laughs> i actually now, i asked her you know? uh, i asked her whether with boxers you know how they come into the ring and it's got you know the steam train. Everyone's got a little moniker that sticks there, and, and that's them. And I said, "Did she have one?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Well, bearing in mind what you've just said about the fact that you don't get hit, uh, maybe we should call her uh, Sky the Evasive One Nicholson." How does that sit? Yeah. I mean, you know, she's a nickname is something that you need. Um, yeah. There's there's plenty of them, plenty of them out there for her. But I think you know, I want to see. I think fans are, are expecting that. She's always been a, a great amateur, um, and she's always had that style. And it's actually an amazing story. You go back to, you know, the passing of her, her brothers, you know, and, and mm. Jamie, that was a fantastic amateur, you know, was one of the best amateurs Australia's ever produced. Um, and, you know, her story, although she never met him, fights in a very similar fashion. And, you know, the, her whole family has been a big part of Australian boxing, for a long time and mm. you know sky is one of many australian fighters right now that have the ability to go on and, and become world champions and you've got world champions at the moment of course particularly in the female code as well with ebony bridges and shanika johnson and, and other fighters as well but sky definitely is you know at the, the early stages of her career and i see her not just as a, the face of australian boxing but as i said a global star as well Eddie, I can't help but think you're a bit lukewarm on Jared's idea of the evasive one, and you might have yeah, someone in, much your, of a reaction. in your marketing department who can do a bit better than that. But before <laughs> before we let you go, uh, the Liam Paro uh, Brock Jarvis fight. Uh, what are you expecting there? 
I'll tell you, this is a brilliant fight. You know, I was really pleased that these lads took this fight because when you come over to Australia, you know, you want, I want a big, you know, in the UK, you have two Brits facing off against each other. It's much more exciting. You know, here you've got Queensland against New South Wales. You've got Liam Paro, number one in the world, 22-0. and Brock Jarvis, 20-0. and Obviously tutored by the great Jeff Benick. You know, and this is just a tremendous fight. Like, both guys with a lot on the line. I want to know, what, what's your odds across this one, boys? You got the, the prices uh, on that? No, not as you yet. Li- no. Li- yeah, Liam Paro, I think, going to be the slight favourite game. Slight favourite, you know, I is, thought, yeah. This is Brock Jarvis's eighth weight division that he's been a part of. He looks like an absolute tank going into this fight. He's gonna, it's going to be an absolute war in Brisbane on Saturday night and a, a really good fight for Australian boxing. And um, even, you know, early on in the card, from, from the moment the doors open, there's 50-50 fights between undefeated fighters. Um, you know, the big heavyweight Dempsey McKean looking to have a shot at, you know, move forward and try and fight for the world title in 2023, Sky Nicholson. And I really think Paro Jarvis is going to be a tremendous fight. So, Get yourselves down to the Piazza on Saturday night. I'll tune into the zone and uh, see a great night of boxing. That's great, Eddie. And uh, look, uh, we're delighted, of course, that Matchroom Boxing is here and is uh, starting in Brisbane. And really appreciate your time. You'd have to spread yourself pretty thin around the world, I would have think. Uh, I would have thought, with all your interests, uh, you made some time to speak to us. Best of luck on Saturday, and hopefully, we'll speak to you in the not too distant future. Thanks, guys. Take care. Many thanks.